Okay, we're gonna do part two of the the east side neighborhood today. Thanks for joining me again. I had to unlock the car here to get the leash out of it. One sec. I'm gonna take Benny on a walk again. Hope you guys have been enjoying the podcast so far. Here you go, Benj. Sit. Go ahead, sit. He's being pretty good, although he, Mary and I were, take, were talking about taking him on a walk. And he usually gets pretty jazzed when he hears the W word. So I need two hands to put this uh, his uh, easy train thing on his over his nose, so I'll be right back. So today we're going to take a little bit different ta- a little bit different tack. So last time uh, I took a left out of where I lived, walked down Lakeshore North, um, and then hopped over onto Crescent and walked over in that sort of north side of the east side neighborhood. This time we're going to take a right and walk up to, oh, I don't know, Arch Street, I think is the idea. And we basically have, uh, oh yeah, it's, by the way, it's the first day of summer, so um, we have the most daylight out of any other day. This whole year is today, and the sky could not be clearer, and it couldn't be better weather. I mean, we're talking upper 60s, low 70s. Everything just feels dry and clear, and it's a beautiful beautiful summer day. It's the beautiful summer day, you could say. Um, We were driving from Ishpeming back into Marquette today, and I swear to God, from up there on top of the hill, you could see pictured rocks from way, way up in the distance, but it was so clear, they were just shining in the sky, and I thought that was something really amazing. Anyway, uh, back to it. We're walking down this time of year. um, We got a little bit late start to the summer this year. Um, But right now, especially down here along along the water, we got a lot of lilac bushes uh, blooming. So there's just this wonderful fragrance all the way, all the way along Lakeshore pretty much. And uh, we're walking past some big flower bushes right now. It smells great. And we are approaching uh, excuse me, we're, we're approaching Arch Street. So we have two options when you walk this way. If you want to go up the hill before you go around the corner on Lakeshore. Um, if you want to walk up into this part of the east side neighborhood. Ridge Street is amazing in its own way. It's got these big old houses and a view overlooking Lower Harbor. But I kind of like to take Arch Street a little better, although the view is not as spectacular, because there's something about Arch Street that's a little more, um, I don't know how you'd say it, a little less, a little less, um, cold and impersonal and a little more, um, a little more warm and neighborhoodly. And you still got these big nice houses from the Victorian era up here, so just kind of talk about them as we go up, I guess. These houses down here, the value of them is like pretty good and they're well kept. And there is this one big house between Arch and Ridge. I would like to know the history of a little bit more. 
which is, um, I guess it's been separated into a bunch of different apartments, but it's this giant big house and the yard, uh, they have this, you know, um, circle driveway that a lot of cars park in and their own, uh, dumpster and everything. So it's this big old giant house up here on Arch. They have a huge garden and I think there are a couple of dogs that live in this house that sometimes come out barking at me and Benny. We're, particularly when we, when we walk down a ridge. But today we're on Arch. Seems like there's less of a chance of that happening. And the sun is shining. Across the street there's this other, uh, this other one. This other house that's been for sale for a long time. It's got this kind of deceiving from the outside when you look at it directly from the street. It doesn't look like much, but as you go down the hill, if you take a closer look at the back, you can see that it extends pretty far over the side of the hill and it's got this kind of like back wing to it and it's underground. So I think the basement's really big in this house. I was kind of like looking at it. It's sort of a strange design. Anyway, that's it uh, for now. And then I'll, as uh, thoughts occur, I'll pick it back up. As you uh, <clears throat> reach the top of this hill here, there's like this retaining wall over to the left and it's kind of mossy. It's about, I don't know, maybe two and a half, three feet tall. One time when, uh, after Benny had got this uh, stitched up for the surgery, we were walking down here. It's kind of before I knew him very well and knew his sort of tendencies and stuff. He's a little bit of a challenge to walk, but we were walking down here not too long after he had his surgery and he saw a squirrel run up and over this retaining wall. And he was on the leash, but he tried to go for it and jump up there himself to go after the squirrel. And uh, did some yelping pretty bad, but I really like this. Um, this whole property here is kind of buttressed by, by this retaining wall and there's like a yard up in there, you know, surrounding this house. And another interesting thing about this whole block, actually a couple of blocks along Arch Street here in this surrounding neighborhood, is that um, they have their own uh, street light system independent from, I guess, the rest. I think it's just a, this particular neighborhood. And that is, if you're walking out here at a certain time of night, you can uh, be here right at the good moment when they all click on and uh, you get these uh, soft yellow lights and that seems especially nice in the winter. Um, it's kind of a welcoming, unifying feeling to have uh, a neighborhood with its own set of um, lights. Anyway, lots of nice big old houses around here. There's this famous um, yellow cottage here that there's a, I think a children's storybook about, based in Marquette, and I believe if I'm not mistaken, it won a some famous book award, Newberry or or uh, I don't know, this, one of these one of these famous book awards, and it's this cottage here. Maybe I'll put a link to the Wikipedia article and in it, and uh, maybe put a picture up there. So if you're not from around here, it's called the Dandelion Cottage. That's right. As I'm looking at it, I'll find I'll find a link for it, and uh, and you guys can read about that. I should probably try to get that book from the library and read it myself because 
it's pretty much in the hood that I live in. So that's that. Goodly amount of uh, well-kept yards up here. There's this one yard at this house. Uh, old uh, sandstone house. I think it's one of the oldest houses uh, here in Marquetters. There's something special about it, I remember. Um, there's a woman there that uh, lives there who owns a landscaping or a, um, yeah, landscaping business where she um, does sort of city beautification stuff that I've had a couple of friends work for. And uh, yeah, that's a really nice property. There are often squirrels in that yard and Benny, Benny always gets excited when we walk by there whether there are squirrels or not because he remembers, you know, where he saw a squirrel one time five years ago. So he's all about that. And then, yeah, this other really just a peaceful neighborhood. A lot of um, a lot of front porches in this neighborhood, which I like. You don't see very much of in uh, in this far north in Michigan, but in this particular neighborhood, there are a couple of big porches where there's stuff that kind of looks like it might be on the cover of a Martha Stewart magazine or something. A lot of these Victorian kind of spire sort of things. I don't. I forget what you might call that. Yeah, Victorian, I guess. Anyway, lots of nice wicker furniture, things of that nature. Trees with blooms on them. Right now, in Marquette, there's an awful lot of um, house flipping and things going on. Uh, properties being sort of uh, restarted, you know? new siding, people just fixing stuff up. This one uh, sort of duplex looking thing. It's like an L shape. I think one's the upstairs, one's the downstairs. Kind of interesting. Being worked on a lot right now. Now here's something. I'm gonna walk across the street here. Right now I'm, I'm walking next to um, the, uh, the public housing thing that's down here between Arch and Ridge. I think it's called Pine, uh, oh I knew it, I knew it at some point, Pine, Pine something, because it's on Pine Street. But right across the street from that there's this big old uh, wood slat house with a brick chimney that had a for sale sign on it for a while. Me and my wife were looking at it, occasionally looking through the windows at these nice wooden floors and everything. Cool house. Um, and uh, that was just a little out of our range. And uh, uh, interesting house. Got these sort of nooks and, and cubbies in it. The way that I remember, uh, remember place that I grew up in had kind of a similar, uh, not wood floors, but, you know, nooks, nooks in it. I like that sort of thing in a house. When you're a kid, that gives you something to sort of uh, discover and feel like is uh, secret about, about a place, which is nice. Now that we're stopped in the street corner, Benny's just laid down and he's rolling around in the grass, I guess in protest of having the, uh, the, the gentle lead around his nose. But, you know, he's just being a dog doing his dog thing, rolling around. 
rubbing his face in the grass and the cigarette butt. So, that's good. You gotta let a dog be a dog. Okay, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna pop over to, first of all, I'm standing right outside the, um, this house where uh, this guy Paul Hess used to live with his dog. And we would come over here occasionally for uh, cookouts and things of that nature. And uh, that was good. We had some good times at this house a couple of years back. Met some met some good folks. Now there's a big old American flag flying off the front front porch. Interesting S- statement piece. It's like it's kind of a statement around here. Less less of a that's just what you do, and more of a, a little bit more of a statement. Anyway, we're gonna. I'm, I am gonna hop over to Ridge Street now because from here on up between here and like the landmark let's say the, uh, the landmark inn um, there are some interesting houses so let's go check it out you know the winters here are so rough that um, it really kind of weather uh, sort of takes a toll on uh, on some of these old houses you know and they've got those old stone basements these Michigan basements that are oftentimes unfinished um, so, lots of big houses, a lot of them old, a lot of them in, in, uh, in um, a state of uh, either they've been repaired or in the middle of being sort of uh, turned around. And then you have some of these older ones that are a little bit run down, which is kind of interesting in a neighborhood where property values are, are so high. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not, you know, super familiar with like the real estate market around here, but, you know, we keep an eye on on uh, what's for sale and stuff. Anyway, uh, there's this big interesting house that's kind of all different sorts of colors. It's sort of a playful kind of thing. I think it's separated into apartments as well, but um, they've got Christmas lights around the outside of it and you see some people sitting on the the second story patio sometimes. I guess you the deck overlooking Ridge Street. But people over here on Ridge Street, I've noticed, um, particularly around the holidays, they really try to, they really ramp up the um, holiday decorations. And you'll see them kind of try to outdo each other for Halloween and Christmas and all the, all the ones, you know. There's this beautiful sandstone um, building. Actually, several of them around here, but the one I'm thinking of is, has this big tower in it. Some of our... Some of our friends uh, live, in, live in there, and we'll go up into that tower once in a blue moon, sing songs to each other, and, uh, oh good, Benny sees a rabbit behind this, this iron fence, so now he's, he's hyped. We're approaching High Street, and um, at the uh, intersection of High Street and Ridge and Blaker all kind of come together in this one moment. And uh, there's an old uh, church here that's pretty well kept. No, sir. Benny thinks he can climb a tree, I guess, because a squirrel ran up, and now he thinks he can run up. I don't know if you can sense a theme or not, but... Old church. The big Mandela thing above these two giant wooden doors. Quite a beautiful structure. A lot of it made out of sandstone. It's kind of a mixture of old and new. 
and uh, I can't, let's see, let's check out the sign here. Yeah, something about these old churches. Looks like was, this one was built in 1875. It's been here for a while. Big church, big sandstone structure. Can't remember if this is Lutheran or uh, Episcopalian or what. And then right across Caddy Corner from this big uh, church is a synagogue, which has a really nice uh, setup. It sort of reminds me of um, a place in the town that I grew up in. What was that? Something Hall. Uh, um, anyway, they had public events there. This, this is a synagogue, though. Nice to have that in the same neighborhood, kind of catty corner from each other. So you gotta get that like religious diversity in there. That's sort of a woven into the fabric of America, you know? That freedom of uh, religion sort of thing. It's nice that this, there's sort of a symbol of that, you know, right on the, on the same, uh, you know, two, two street corners. And then directly ahead of me, is this another old sandstone building, which always strikes me as really being the most haunted-looking um, building in all of Marquette. It's just got a lot of... Uh, it's got old windows, and it's got a lot of layers that you can sort of see through in the beginning stages of it, which kind of suggests this... Sort of like in the episode I was talking about where we were walking above the Carp River. It's sort of the, um, it's sort of the building uh, representation of that one spot in the forest where you can look and see these kind of like layers of this path through, and then layers of sort of welcoming uh, little moments, you know. It almost makes it seem haunted. Plus, it's it's real old. It's got this kind of tin building that comes down the side of it. It's a little little bit dilapidated, um, but it's it's still kind of got this grandeur to it, you know. Um, oftentimes, so on one side of it, I always talk about this building and ask people's thoughts about it because it's really kind of striking. Maybe I'll take some pictures of it. Um, it looks. You know, a little bit untouched on side of it. But obviously, you know, signs of people living here and stuff. It has uh, owls, uh, fake owls hanging around, I guess, to keep the pigeons away from landing up there. Old ropes strung. Some of the paint is uh, peeling, and there's, like, vines, sort of dead vines uh, that have crept up along one side of it. And the back of the building is, like, wooded. And you can kind of see the lower harbor through there. Certainly more in the winter than uh, than in the summer. Interesting building, full of apartments, I guess. And uh, one of my favorites. There's some pigeons up there right now. I'm just gonna take a picture of it. So I recognize I'm getting a little bit long-winded on this episode, but um, so for that reason, um, I'm gonna take a right down High Street. Um, I was gonna walk up to the the library, maybe uh, the library is its own, uh, um, its own episode. I'll take uh, maybe a couple, of, maybe I'll take Jesse to care in there and he can kind of tell me about different, uh, different eras and memories he has of going to the library. So that's still kind of technically on the east side, but we're going to walk down High Street here because 
it's a nice kind of shady, shady walk on a summer day. And um, it's got a little bit different vibe than, uh, than Arch and Ridge, which it intersects with. So we'll just uh, see what there is to see. Right now there's a cop on it with his lights on outside of somebody's house. I don't know if he's, what's going on there, if he pulled someone over or they're just pulling up on uh, some domestic situation, but I guess we'll find out. I'm standing outside of this house where, uh, standing outside of this house where um, I delivered a sandwich once when I was a sandwich delivery guy. And uh, there was a, a fella here by the name of um, Chris Brown who, who had ordered, ordered a sandwich. And one of my coworkers told me um, that when I delivered this sandwich, I should say to Chris Brown, who lived at this apartment, that he's no R. Kelly. And I thought that was a pretty good line. And so I delivered it his sandwich and the message that he's no R. Kelly to the guy and it took him a moment and then he laughed and he, re and he said I haven't heard of that one before and I thought and I didn't take credit for the joke I passed on the information that it was Jacob Scutt's joke and uh, I think that's an important part of this uh, this part of High Street that I always remember that Chris Brown used to live here the rapper. something surprising you, you'll, you'll occasionally see around here is an InfoWars sticker. Uh, and then you'll also see that that same InfoWars sticker be scratched out with like a Sharpie or something. Somebody's out of the car. The cops question him and talking into his, into his radio. And there was a girl who got out of the car and she was also crying, stuff like that. So that's, that's all that happened there. We don't know what's going on. We don't know what's going on. Sometimes you gotta look at something like that and it makes people feel uncomfortable. But I kind of try to, just try to look at stuff that's uncomfortable sometimes. Um, just for my own, um, just for my own sake, in order to um, really get a sense of what's going on. It's really easy to avoid looking at things sometimes, but I think it's important to do, especially when it's uncomfortable. I don't know exactly why I feel that way, but I noticed all those people were kind of, I was looking at them, and of course they're trying to avoid eye contact, which is understandable. Um, and I might really feel compelled to do the same in their, in their situation, but when I'm in a situation where I feel really uncomfortable, I really try to look hard at the hardest thing to look at and I think that's a good rule of thumb. You don't want to, you know, you don't want to trigger some, somebody aggressive or anything like that, but um, I do think it is good to pay attention to what makes you feel uncomfortable because you can learn, learn a hell of a lot that way. Now here's an interesting building that I'm standing at, the base of right now. It's in a totally residential neighborhood surrounded by blocks and blocks of nothing but houses and apartments. I guess there's a church a block and a half away. But it's like a dance studio, ballet classes, ballet classes. I've never thought about taking ballet classes, but um, I knew this family, the Kitchells, when I was growing up, and I think the, the girls in that family were 
always involved in dance, and they would dance the Nutcracker and take and give ballet classes and stuff like that. So, hey, Kitchells, if any of you are listening to this, what up? The Kitchells. And then above this a ballet studio, it's kind of an interesting building. I like it. I'm always curious as to uh, what those apartments up there are like. But, yeah, the second floor is just all apartments, and I see a big... Uh, I don't know, I guess it's like a hornet's nest or something in the window there. So I guess nobody's uh, bothering to knock that down. But maybe it's new, so you never know. Um, now we walk down the street on High. Is that what we're on? Yeah, High Street. Um, we're going to pass uh, our friend Yvonne's place. She lives next to Anna and Corey on the street. Interesting, you know, we kind of start to get to know a neighborhood and meet people there who who ends up kind of being neighbors with each other, you know. And uh, at this particular house, one time I helped, uh, I know I know my buddy RJ comes up in this, in this podcast a lot, but I've helped him move some uh, planks and things for a floor that he was building in his house out in Forestville. Um, yeah, uh, from the backyard of that house. Fun times. There's Yvonne's house, walking by. A lot of lilacs, again, so uh, fragrant out here these days. And I love it. it. Smells like someone's making a, building a fire, has built a fire and is maybe cooking some food over it. Good summertime activity. Several kids out here riding around on scooters and, scooters and whatnot. You know what? Now that we're here, I'm gonna pop over one street to, yeah, maybe, maybe real quick, it's just, maybe it's just the approach of the 4th of July or Independence Day or something, but I am noticing an a inordinate number of American flags flying out. And I think people are just getting into the swing of things with, um, with the old uh, Independence Day. Anyway, it's a little bit heartening, I guess. I don't know why. America is one cult that I belong to. Uh, among many other cults, including Americana, the cult. I, I I figure I figure the best way to free yourself from the clutches of a cult is to just call it what it is. Say what it is. There's a Chris Christopherson song that's famous called Me and Bobby McGee. And uh other people made it more popular than Chris Christopherson himself did, but he does have a recording of it, and at the beginning of that song, you can hear him say in the recording studio this this sentence. He says, well, if it sounds country, that's what it is. It's a country song. And then they kick into me and Bobby McGee. And I think that's a good thing to remember. Say, call things what they are for what they are, and then uh, they don't drive you anymore. You drive it. So it's like, yeah. You see these American flags flying around. It's like, well, yeah. That's what we are. We we we, li- we live in a civic society. And you know, as much as I'm a free market guy, um, you know, our our what this particular Western society is built on on a community. Uh, is is community oriented, and I used to kind of rail against that 
in my own head and to my friends and stuff, but I'm a little more comfortable with it now as I grow into an adult. And I don't know if that's a function of being an adult or if it's just, or if it's just um, the new, my new kick that I'm on or whatever, which is, you know, seems to be a, a thing, a repeating pattern in my life. But uh, either way, I'm comfortable comfortable being part of the uh, self-deluded group because I was raised in the church, I guess. That's fine. Here we are. We're over here on Pine Street where there is this nice little park with this terraced landscaping thing, slate or stone uh, steps leading down here. I, I, when I first moved here, it was within the first year that I lived here, I guess, first, first summer I was here, I discovered this park when I was walking around with the dog, and I thought, oh, what a nice, what a nice thing, a terraced park, it's got a fountain up there, the fountain's not always on, in fact, I don't think it's on right now, uh, but it, it runs down this little hill in a uh, water, a cascading fashion, and... Um, that's a nice thing to behold when it's going. I'm sure it'll be on up and running later this summer. But this park is nice. It's got a tennis court. It's got a playground, basketball court, swing set. And it's just that. It's just this tidy, nice little park with some nice landscaping. And sometimes I like to bring the dog here, even though there's not a big... Uh, necessarily a big open grassy area where he can run around. I did come down here one time when it was raining and uh, threw, a, threw a tennis ball around for the dog, unaware that a, a tennis court can really scruff up the bottom of dog's paws. And I was out here for a solid hour throwing stuff for this poor guy. And his, um, I feel bad, his, uh, his uh, adrenaline was so heightened from the excitement of playing fetch that I did not he I did not see any of the signs or signals that his paws were being scraped up on this um, this surface of the tennis court so by the time we got halfway home he had kind of come down from his excitement high and he was limping and he was limping for a couple days while his paws healed up and I felt like a terrible guy in a way. Um, Cause I, I brought him here and threw a ball around for him, and he he scraped the bottom of of his paws up. So, Benny, I would like to offer my apology once more for not being more attentive to your needs and the perils of fetch on a tennis court. Do you forgive me? Answer the question here. And in response, Benny is rolling around on the ground, I guess, in protest. So I guess it's going to take a little more time for me to make it up to him. But that's okay. we got time. Dr. Tim Hunt at Bayshore Veterinarian says you got several more good years left in you. So I've got some time to make it up to the old boy. There you go. You know, maybe I'll let Benj off the leash here and he can he can scamper around this park here for a little bit. We'll see what happens. Cool thing about this park 
is that the back side of it is surrounded with these sort of high stone walls. I don't know, I guess up to the yard above us, which is the backyard of the, the house up there. It's probably a good, I don't know, 30 or 40 feet, just this big stone wall. That's a kind of an interesting thing about here in Marquette is that you sort of sometimes forget that the whole east side neighborhood and, and indeed the whole town is kind of sitting on this big uh, on this big series of boulders that they've had to kind of blast and chip away over time and uh, I really like that about living here it kind of it's like a local um, immediate reminder that you're you're in a uh, you're you're on a rugged coastline and you don't even have to be looking at the water to to see that you know um, you just got to walk to your local park I think one of the reasons I like coming to this park, I really should know the name of it over here, but I just call it the Pine Street Park, um, is that it is so uh, reminiscent to me of the parks and neighborhood that I grew up in in, in uh, West Lafayette in Indiana. We had the, the nearest one to us was a, kind of a, around the corner, and it was called Lommel Park, and... Um, we sometimes, uh, we called it Water Tower Park because it had, it had the local water tower in it, so which kind of towered above us in the backyard. And uh, coming to this park really reminds me of that. You know, you hear just summer sounds of people dribbling basketballs and, you know, playing on the playset and stuff like that. I just, I kind of like coming to places like this because it's like nostalgic. Even if the details are not exactly the same, the, um... The background, the background or the underlying thing is is kind of the same, and that's uh, yeah, it's just wonderfully nostalgic. Sometimes we'll just come sit out here for for uh, you know 20 minutes, 30 minutes at a time. Just feel the feels, you know. Okay, Benji, you ready? Come here, come here. Gotta put the leash back on the dog here. Hey, come here. Come here. Oh, yeah. Come here. Sit. Go ahead. Oh, good boy. Oh, jeez. Benny's legs are not uh, how they used to be, but he still likes trying to jump up these terraced steps. So now... What we're gonna do is go from Pine Street down to Hewitt, Hewitt, and we're gonna make a little stop at my favorite local stop called the the Spot, and that's the that's the local walkable distance little party store sort of thing. Maybe I'll get myself a snack, say hello to the cashier, whoever it might be for the day, chit chat, and. Uh, Get myself a something to eat and maybe a treat for the dog because they like to uh, they'll give away free milk bone for the dog every once in a while. That's why we like going there. Plus, there's like this uh, dog hitching post out there that you can you can tie the old creature up to. It's really a pretty quiet 
Friday evening on the east side. I quite like it. Dusk has always been my favorite time of day. And uh, whether that's driving out on the open road or in a sort of more contained, um, peaceful uh, situation like this, there's a quiet calm that comes over everything in the summer in particular when it's dusk. That it's just something special about it. There's a I'm, I'm looking at a cat about a half a block away who's stalking across the street. Looking for he's kind of starting his nightly routine, I guess. Right as the sun's starting to drift into the, the lower quadrant of the sky. We're approaching the neighborhood spot. And this is the place where when I was drinking beers, I would come and uh, get a little, get a, get a beer here every once in a while. There's just snacks in there and stuff too. Even in the winter I'll walk up here because um, it's not that far from where I live. And uh, especially nice place come always a cheerful employee ready to talk about the happenings of the day and I like it I like it I like having a neighborhood place to to go to for convenience yeah here we go inside the neighborhoods oh geez I almost walked in there with the dog I'm gonna hitch him up at the post instead Okay, guard that post. I'll be right back. All right, so I just came out of the spot. I'm sitting here. The dog is sitting patiently, waiting for this uh, treat that I'm about to give him that they gave me in there. Here you go. <laughs> so, uh, David inside the spot did not want to be interviewed. I was going to ask him a couple of questions. And that's okay. It's not for. It's not everybody's speed. It can be a little intimidating to have a, a recording device shoved in your face. So comfortable with that. Um, it's a nice vibe in there. Chill, chill music playing. I got myself a cream soda, some uh, wasabi flavored almonds, and uh, some of those rye chips. You know what I mean? That they brought back. So I'm just gonna sit here at this table. Maybe eat a couple of these snacks and uh, if anything occurs to me I'll just say what I think Benny's here tied up at this post sit go ahead it doesn't look like he's going to sit he was very anticipating this uh, that little dog bone I brought to him from inside so now he's had it and he's chilling sniffing the air hoping for more these wasabi almonds are a little uh little uh, bolder uh, flavor than I expected. Kind of reminds me of the time I was in Golden, Colorado. And um, we had just got there, so I sort of wasn't aware of the, um, the altitude thing that when you drink, um, when you drink alcohol, it goes, it gets into your bloodstream much quicker because you're at a higher altitude. So I drank a, um, a 40 of some malt liquor. And then, um, 
ate about a three quarters of this big bag of wasabi peas, dried peas, you know, with wasabi on it. My mouth was burning, and I was howling at the moon, and I um, broke a porch hammock. And it's not my proudest moment. Sometimes I think it's good to remind yourself where you came from so you remember what not to do. But I will say, the fact that these wasabi-flavored almonds are spicier than I expected is kind of a nice surprise. I'm drinking this cream soda. It's uh, evoking all sorts of memories of uh, of this time of year, summer, when me and Grant Talbot would, uh, Grant knew where the um, soda machine, the cheapest soda machine in, in Lafayette was, and we would go there, put 25 cents in to a pop machine, and get, um, get us a couple of cream sodas and root beers. And then we would go to the bowling alley, or we'd go down to Happy Hollow, and play on the play set or go bowling or something, and uh, drink our drink our cream sodas and that was quite a time you know it's fun on fun on the cheap and that's what this uh, this Stewart's cream soda evokes for me great memories of, of uh, summertime childhood fun get yourself a cream soda today all this talk a little bit ago of um, living in a civic society and things like that has um so it got me thinking about um, Alex de Tocqueville's Democracy in America, which is a book that I've often sort of mentally referenced internally, but have never taken the occasion to actually read. So then I was just Googling it as I'm sitting here eating these um, these corn chips and um, drinking a cream soda. And... Um, and uh, so I, I Google I Googled the book. Turns out you can uh, you can read or download it for free from Google. So thanks Google. I know you're kind of the evil uh, Sauron's eye in the sky, but I do appreciate that you've provided us this remarkable access to important books of the past. Thank you. Just ran into my old pal Marianne Jaronis. She was stopping by the neighborhood spot. Now we're, uh, we're walking down Hewitt Street, and we're just gonna we're just gonna bomb this hill like you do, and, uh, and then turn right on Lakeshore and head back back to the apartment. What a night! Great summer evening. They don't make them much like this anymore. My friend Tim Rundman who's a gifted visual artist who has his own his own distinct style and thing going on. I really like talking to him. He's been calling summer 2019 the summer of fun. I really think that's something I can get behind. And I've been telling everybody that now. So it's good to have friends who who can start a meme, you know. Someone someone gives me a good meme, I'm bound to spread it around. So here's the thing. Here's here's the meme I'm thinking about right now. Hewitt Street. I, I already just mentioned this, but um, people 
like to go on a bike and ride down here to the top of Hewitt Street where it turns into a hill and just let go of the brakes because this road's pretty smooth over here unlike uh, like Arch or Ridge Street down as they get closer to the, the bottom. <laughs> and another dog presentation. Um, and uh, people just like to, it's called just, yeah, you just you just bomb the uh, the Hewitt Street Hill on your bike. And uh, it's a really good time. Feels a little dangerous. You feel a little free. Got the wind blow through your hair. <laughs> a lot of people's uh, screen doors uh, are the only thing keeping uh, their dogs between... Uh, Uh, away from the street, I guess, and me and my dog. So, good, good evening walk. We're over here on Spruce and Hewitt, and uh, the house, house across the street, has a, an iron fence surrounding it. They do a good job at Halloween because their yard already looks a little, little spooky. But there's a big old. Um, Big old Newfoundland that lives at that house with a real deep bark. You probably heard it there. He's a cool boy. I, I uh, the uh, they, oh, they, this uh, home also has a a European un Union flag uh, flying off the front of it, which is interesting. Maybe they're from Europe. I don't know. Maybe they're for Europe. I don't know. Anyway, um, my neighbors when I was growing up, Mrs. Kessler, had uh, two. Big Newfoundlands, and uh, there's a famous story of one of them sitting on me while I was petting it, just sat directly on me, and basically buried me under itself because I was so small and it was so big. So I have a I have fond fond memories of those uh, Newfoundlands, cool dogs. Can be a little bit dangerous if they're if they're not properly socialized because they're so big and strong. Around East Marquette, you'll find all these sidewalk segments, one one every, I don't know, 15 segments or so that says, do not spit on the sidewalk. I've never seen that before anywhere else except for Marquette. It could be because I'm just not paying attention, but usually pay attention. Hey, I usually pay attention to that sort of thing. And uh, this is the only place I've ever seen it. Don't spit on the sidewalk. Must be a local ordinance. Guess what? Usually, I would flip something like that off. And I'd say something like, skate or die. But I'm going to forego that. I forego that here, because this is the neighborhood I live in. And, uh... And I kind of agree with that rule, you know? I kind of agree with that rule. At least around the area that I live. Maybe if I go to San Francisco, I'll spit on the sidewalk, because, you know, you know what happens there. So they don't care. But here, in my hood, no spitting on the sidewalk. I'm just going past one of my favorite houses in this whole neighborhood. It's this nice red house. Sometimes they have wood stacked on the front porch. And they just, um, this past year, finished 
uh, filled onto part of their house where there's a um, piano uh, piano studio where the, the woman who lives in the house gives piano lessons. And uh, sometimes when you walk by the house, even early in the morning, you can hear beautiful music pouring out of that the open window there. It's one of my favorite features of living in this neighborhood is that particular house. And the people there are always nice. And they smile and they wave. And they play beautiful music. There's a must be a lesson in there somewhere. And now we're approaching Lakeshore. We're just a couple of steps away from the Lakeshore, which is the street that separates us from the beach at McCarty's Cove. And just beyond that, the wide, 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 wide open waters of Lake Superior. When you live in a neighborhood like this, you can sometimes, re remarkably, it's sometimes easy to forget uh, that that uh, you live next to this giant body of water and then you're walking around and then suddenly you, it strikes you and you remember again, wow, I, it's amazing that this is right here and it's so accessible and you can just walk right up to it. It's like this, I don't know, this magical kingdom of water and, and forest where, where they meet, it's amazing. There aren't even very many houses right up against the water. It's just like, you got this nice beach, a couple of parks, a nice avenue. It's really a remarkable place to live. And coming down Hewitt is, is uh, particularly striking. And when you walk down there and then in the summer, you know, you just see this wide open stretch uh, open up in front of you. Just very blue, calm water, as far as the eye can see. Amazing. Please be sure to tell one of your friends this week about Davy Does MQT. We'll have uh, more episodes upcoming. Thanks for joining us for this second segment of the East Side Neighborhood Podcast. Tell a friend, hit the follow button on the Facebook page, follow us on SoundCloud or on your on your iTunes podcast app, or wherever you listen to podcasts, Stitcher or anything. And yeah, again, be sure to tell a friend. Hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Thanks for everything. Benny the dog thanks you as well. I'm gonna, I'm gonna head back here into my apartment in the business uh, Lakeshore Business Building. Bye.